I'm not going to lie to you though. Nutrition is what separates good from great. It's not nearly as hard to show up and work your tail off for one to two hours during training or practice as it is to stay dialed in on your nutrition for the other 23 hours in a day. Yeah, straight A student, but I'm friends with a cool kid. Following the rules and the Welcome to the GT Performance Podcast, where we have a conversation dedicated to athlete development so you can help your athlete get faster, stronger, healthier, and prepare for real world success. My name is Dr. Zach Geyser, and I am a sports performance coach, physical therapist, girl dad, and nerd about all things athletics. Today, we're going to talk about weight gain. Now, let me let you in on a little bit of my daily life. So, we're at the facility. I have this conversation probably twice a day. Coach, I want to gain weight, but it's impossible for me to do. I just have a fast metabolism. I eat so much food and I just never gain weight. It's just not possible for me. I have that same sentence repeated to me over and over and over again. And my answer varies, but the sentiment's always the same. You're not eating enough. You might think you're eating enough. You might think you're eating a ton, but you're actually just not eating enough. Gaining weight is just straightforward math. There's no way around it. It's just an algorithm, but we'll get to that. We need to start by figuring out why you even want to gain weight in the first place. And so some reason why you might want to gain weight are to increase the amount of muscle mass you have so you can generate more force. And so muscle obviously weighs something. Muscle is good for producing force, producing strength. And so if you can produce more force, you're going to be able to do more powerful things on the field. If you want to hit something hard, you want to throw something fast, you want to move another human being against their will and not get bullied in tight spaces, you just can't be little. You have to gain some weight. And what's maybe a little bit of a misunderstood concept is you can't out-train your diet. Maybe that's corny, maybe that's cliche, but it doesn't mean strictly when it comes to weight loss. You can't gain weight simply from lifting weights. People think that all the time. I just want to gain some weight, so I just need to go harder in the weight room. And that's not how it works. Weight gain and weight loss are like pottery. So your nutrition dictates how much clay the potter has to work with. The more food you intake, the more clay that goes on the wheel for the potter to work with. The less food you intake, the less clay that goes on the wheel. Your training dictates what the clay actually gets shaped like though. So if you eat a lot of food, but you don't exercise and lift hard, yeah, you're going to have a lot of clay on the wheel, but you're going to put on fat and you're going to get sloppy. If you eat a lot of food and you exercise and lift hard, you put on weight and you get jacked. So that's what we want to look for. It's the combination of both uh, nutrition and training. It's how they work together. It's not just, hey, I'm going to eat a lot of food and I'm going to gain weight, or I'm just going to train really hard and I'm going to gain weight. You need to make sure you're attacking it from both ends. So today I need to make sure we preface this by saying that I am not a registered dietitian. I am a sports performance coach, a physical therapist. I am somebody who cares a lot about their athletes and we have a lot of problems with weight gain. It's something we talk about a lot. Uh, but I have to add the caveat of if you want to make some changes to your diet, you should uh, consult with your registered dietitian. But this is a starting point for gaining muscle mass for competitive athletes. This is all information that is coming directly from research. This is all peer-reviewed literature that I'm, I'm taking this all from. So this is just straight science being relayed and condensed down to make it applicable for you. There are some terms that we need to make sure we understand before we get down into the nitty gritty here. Uh, the first one is going to be calories. 
you'll hear about calories a lot. And what a calorie actually is, is it's a unit of energy in the body. And so a calorie is something we use to produce energy for the variety of functions that we perform on a daily basis. Macros or macronutrients, those refer to carbs, fats, and proteins. Those would be juxtaposed against micronutrients, which are all your vitamins, minerals, and things of that nature. So um, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into carbs, fats, and proteins and what we need to know about those. Um, metabolic rate. And so you'll hear resting metabolic rate and basal metabolic rate, though they're technically different when it comes down to um, advanced science and actual literature. Uh, for the context of this conversation, they can mean the same thing. So metabolic rate is how much uh, energy you're using, how much you're burning. Resting metabolic rate and basal metabolic rate refer to how much energy you're burning at rest. So when you're just kind of sitting there doing nothing, how much energy are you burning? And then the last one we need to know, the last term would be activity factor. And so that's just a way to adjust your total calories burned for the day based off how active you are. The more active you are, the more energy that you're going to burn. Actually, most of our calories don't come from activity. The most of the calories we burn don't come from activity. It's really resting metabolic rate that plays the biggest role in all of this. And we'll talk a little bit how that turns into a cycle that you need to, to start eating more food as you start gaining more and more weight. Um, but activity factors obviously do play a role. The more sedentary you are, the less calories you're going to burn, which means the less calories you need to eat in order to gain weight. But you guys are all competitive athletes. And so that means that your activity factor should be pretty high. All right, the four-step weight gain process. Number one, download a calorie counting app. Number two, track all of your food. Number three, hit your macronutrient goals. And number four, check your weight gain progress and adjust appropriately. All right, back to the top. Number one, download a calorie counting app. So there's a million of them out there. The ones that we see most commonly are going to be MyFitnessPal, Chronometer, or Carbon. Those three are all really good. They all have their individual strengths and weaknesses. You really can't go wrong with any of them. I think MyFitnessPal has an age restriction. You have to be at least 18 years old. I don't believe Chronometer has that same age restriction. And I'm not quite sure about carbons off the top of my head, uh, but really any calorie counting app is going to be just fine as long as it has some uh, solid equations that it's based off of. So we want to make sure that you fill out the intake information appropriately on those calorie counting apps. So what they do is they use different equations to figure out how much fuel you're going to burn and how much you need to eat in order to make up for how much you're going to burn. And you put in your goals, you put in how much you currently weigh, how tall you are, your gender, your age, your activity level. So that's where the activity factor comes into play. And it tells you how many calories you should be eating, tells you how many of each macronutrient you should be eating. And you need to make sure you do this appropriately. So your activity, activity level should be at least active, but more than likely it should be very active. So make sure you uh, download a calorie counting app. Fill out all the intake information appropriately that reflects your goals, and then we move on to step two. Step number two is going to be to track all of your food. Okay, This is massively, massively important. This is the most important step of all of this. Most people go wrong because they think they're tracking their food, but they're not actually tracking their food appropriately. We're going to take a quick step back, though, and we're going to talk a little bit more about calories. So when we're tracking our food, the biggest thing that we're concerned about when it comes to weight gain or weight loss are calories. So calories aren't the only nutritional principle that matters for overall health, but it's the main thing that matters for your body deciding whether it adds or subtracts energy storage. So that would be adding or subtracting uh, muscle and fat. 
at the end of the day, all weight gain and all weight loss largely comes down to how many calories you consume and how many calories you burn. It's pretty straightforward math. It's kind of like the basic law of thermodynamics. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only transferred from one state to another. You'll hear people say that calories in and calories out doesn't matter or it didn't work for them, but they're really not an exception to the laws of thermodynamics. It just happens to be more difficult to measure and adjust these things than people think. Some people under or overestimate how much they actually eat, even when they're tracking, which gives a false measurement on the calories inside of the equation. And on the calories outside of the equation, there are seemingly infinite number of factors that can alter the amount of calories that are burned throughout the day, and nearly all of them are almost impossible to accurately measure. So this is an adjustment process. You have to adjust as we go, which is why number four includes, step number four in this process includes adjustments. So it's just not super straightforward when it comes to how much you're burning or how much you need to, the fact that you need to intake more than you use does not change. It just might be a little bit more difficult than it seems on the surface. So you have to make sure you track every little thing you eat. If you add oil to a dish, you have to make sure you measure that out. You have to measure your meat before you cook it. Uh, you have to make sure you measure out all of the different scoops of whatever you use. So it's detail oriented. It's time consuming at the beginning. It gets a little easier as you go because you're going to eat the same things uh, over and over and over again. That's just human routine, human pattern. At the beginning though, you're going to have to measure all this stuff out initially and it's going to take some time. It takes a level of dedication that not a lot of people have. Okay. So uh, number one was download your calorie counting app. Number two was to track all of your food. And number three, you need to hit your macronutrient goals. So our macronutrients are protein, carbs, and fats. Okay. We're going to start by talking a little bit about each one of those. Protein is responsible for building energy, enzymes, hormones, neurotransmitters, immune system components, and of course, what we're largely concerned about today, muscle. But here's the thing. Our body, and this is actually a good thing, it prioritizes all of the other protein-reliant structures more so than muscle. So if it has to choose between doing things like building energy or building muscle, it's going to choose to build energy. And that's a survival mechanism. That's a good thing. But where this comes into play with weight gain is if you don't have enough protein coming into your diet, then your body will break down your muscle because it's a great store of protein and use it for other needs. So we need to make sure that you are intaking an adequate amount of protein. There are some registered dietitians out there who will swear that the only things that matter when it comes down to uh, weight gain and weight loss is uh, making sure you're adherent to your calories, total calories intake, and you're adherent to your protein goals. Uh, the other two macronutrients can take care of themselves in whichever way you feel is most appropriate. Okay, the other two macronutrients that we have are carbs and fats. Carbs are something that are very misunderstood today. So we live in a world that demonizes carbohydrates, and I cannot ask you enough to not fall into that trap. Carbs are your main source of energy. As a competitive athlete, you need a lot of energy. As a competitive athlete trying to gain weight, you need even more energy. So your mom might be able to get away with eating keto as she goes through her daily life and feel fine and feel good and have enough energy, but it really would be disastrous for your athletic performance. And you'll be hard pressed to find a qualified registered dietitian who will disagree with that take. When it comes to fats, those are really helpful for vitamin utilization, brain health, and some other functions. Um, 
all three of our macronutrients play a significant role in our daily lives. And so we need to make sure we're consuming an adequate amount of each one of those. Those calorie counting apps that we talked about, they will do a good job of breaking down your macronutrient goals. And if you hit those goals, you're going to be just fine. Um, I believe the number that's kind of thrown out there as the minimal threshold for making sure that you can continue to gain uh, muscle mass uh, with this level of protein intake is about 0.84 grams per pound of body weight. Um, and I don't want you to quote me on that one right there. Um, but if you're getting uh, enough protein, if you're hitting your protein recommendations that come from those different algorithms, then you're going to be just fine. On to number four, check your weight gain progress or lack thereof and adjust appropriately. If you're not gaining weight, then either you're not tracking correctly or your energy needs are higher than you estimated. So you need to make sure that you're dialed in on your tracking, track every little thing and make sure that you're not overestimating. Make sure you're not just saying, oh, this is about eight ounces when it, really, it was really six. You need to make sure you're diligent in your tracking. You also at this time could bump up your calories by about 500 calories per day. Um, make sure you continue to track that diligently. But the reason we use that 500 calorie number is the original research. And I'm not sure that this still holds up, but it's a good rule of thumb. And I think it's what's uh, still pretty standard practice today is that it takes about 3,500 calories to add a pound of body weight. And so if we add about 500 calories per day into our diet, you're going to have about 3,500 calories extra per week, and you're going to add an additional pound per week off of that. Um, so yeah, make sure you're weighing in on a weekly basis. And if your body weight is not trending upwards at the appropriate rate, then add in some more calories and make sure you're diligent in your tracking. If you're going up too fast, we don't want to add five, 10 pounds a week for any prolonged period of time in your first couple of weeks, that might happen if you've been severely under eating or if you're um, a hyper responder, um, if you're a uh, untrained individual who's combining nutrition and training for the first time, you might put on some weight relatively quickly. But if you're doing it for a sustained period of time, you're not going to put on high quality body weight. You're going to put on uh, more fat than we would like. Your uh, body comp's not going to be ideal and you'll want to slow down and take out some calories there. Uh, additionally, when it comes to adjustments, the, the more muscle you have, the more fuel you're going to burn at rest. So this means as you gain weight, you'll actually need to increase your calories and protein intake in order to continue gain, gaining weight. We talked about how most of your calories are burned at rest. Muscle plays a significant role in that. The more muscle you have, the more energy you're going to burn at rest. The more energy you burn at rest, the more calories you need to intake to continue adding weight. So what got you here is not going to get you there. All right, to run that back, our four-step process. Number one, download a calorie counting app. Number two, track all of your food, every little bit of it. Number three, hit your macronutrient goals. And number four, check your weight gain progress or lack thereof and adjust appropriately. Cool, dude. So I get all that, but like, how do I actually get more calories in? That's the hard part for me. I get that. Um, that's not the easiest thing in the world. So I would be remiss if I didn't leave you with at least some examples of how you can get more calories in in order to add that weight. So one way you can do that is to increase meal frequency. Uh, eating six to seven times a day can be a, a cheat code for this. Uh, the more frequent meals you have, the more time you have to get calories in. So that could be breakfast, then a mid-morning snack, 
then lunch, then an early afternoon snack, then a post-practice snack right after you have your practice that day, then dinner, and then an evening snack right before you go to bed. Number two, uh, when it comes to tricks on how you can actually get more calories in would be to drink your calories. Shakes and even mass gainers when needed are easier to sneak in more calories than doing solid foods alone. So you're going to be more satiated. So that means you're going to be more full when you have solid foods. So you can sneak in some extra calories with uh, shakes by drinking your calories. It is uh, really, really helpful. So mass gainers can be helpful if you're really struggling to gain weight. Uh, protein shakes are often referred to as like fast food for athletes when you need to grab a quick snack. They're easy. They're portable. Um, really a cheat code for for adding some weight there. Number three, choose high calorie foods. So some examples of this would be choosing cran apple juice as opposed to orange juice. So that's 170 calories versus 110 calories per eight ounces. Granola has more calories than Cheerios. So you're looking at 500 versus 100 calories per cup. Uh, different things like that. So there are different higher calorie variations that are going to be a little more bang for your buck with the same level of satiation. So they'll make you feel just as full, um, but they're going to give you more calories in the process. So to recap those, number one will be to increase meal frequency. So eat six to six to seven times a day. Number two, drink your calories. Number three, choose high calorie foods. I'm not going to lie to you though. Nutrition is what separates good from great. It's not nearly as hard to show up and work your tail off for one to two hours during training or practice as it is to stay dialed in on your nutrition for the other 23 hours in a day. Most people start off strong and then once it stops being cool and new and exciting, they miss a day here or there and then that snowballs and before you know it, they're completely off the wag. What separates good from great is that some people are able to persist and continue on even when it's not new, even when it's not cool and even when it's not exciting. Only you can decide how important it is to you and take action accordingly. All right, that's it for today's conversation. If you feel like you got some value out of this today, it would be great if you could rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, if there's anything I can help you out with, don't hesitate to shoot me an email at zach at gtperformance.co. But until next time, be greater than. Yeah, straight A student, but I'm friends with the cool kids. Following the rules and the rubric. Freestyle on the bus and it's